Hello, guys and gals. I'm Haz, and I'm Thea. And this is the Optimal Podcast, a podcast where we discuss ways to help boost your productivity, health, and wellness. We hope that this podcast can help both us and our listeners make small or big changes that will help optimize our lives. Hey, I have a question. What's the question? Do you want to be instantly better? Everyone wants <laughs> to be instantly better. Then try out our optimal coffee. Makes you supercharged and energetic. <laughs> yes, which is perfect for our podcast episode of the day, which is sleep. 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 So sleep. I think we don't need to discuss much why it's incredibly important that you must have good quality sleep. And you know what? That's actually not something that I really suffer from. I getting mean, to sleep. getting to sleep. Oh yeah, yeah. Getting to sleep is a cinch for me. It's so easy. Like fifteen minutes, and I'm like lights out, dead. Getting up, different story. And I think we should do another podcast on how to stay awake throughout the day because that is my problem. Yep, yep. I think that's a lot of people's problems too. <laughs> But let's hear from someone that does have a really hard time falling asleep. Who is this person? She's a common friend of ours. Her name is Monique Monasterio. Shout out to Mo. All right, let's hear what she has to say. Hey guys. So to answer your first question, what are your sleep patterns like? Well, my sleep patterns have been changing throughout the years, but I've had trouble sleeping since I was a kid. I can't sleep more than three to four hours at a time, if that. I'm a light sleeper. A uh, little movement, a little light, or a little sound will wake me up. And if I can sleep after three, four hours, I'm wide awake again. So it's been really tough. There are some days where I can't sleep at all. Okay, for the second question, how has it affected you? Well, it's pretty much the reason why I didn't want to get a normal nine to five, nine to six office job right after college. It was because I knew that I wouldn't be able to sustain it. That if I had to be at work and functioning. By 9 a.m. every day, when I was still having trouble falling asleep or just staying asleep, I just knew it wouldn't work out. Sometimes I just feel really, really tired, even though I was able to get some sleep. It's just because I can't stay asleep. I keep waking up, and then it it takes me a while to fall back asleep, and then I wake up again. I I actually think that it's not the lack of sleep. It's more like The amount of time I just try to stay asleep. A funny story was um, I was sick a few days for a few days a couple weeks ago, and I had a cough, and the coughing would just wake me up, and I'd have trouble sleeping. So for a few days, like I think like Monday to Wednesday, few days of the week, like at work I was just really not functioning. I I'd get in the elevator and I'd forget to press the button for my floor, so I just end up taking a joyride up the whole building. Just funny stuff like that. Like you know, I I wake up, I'm I'm at work, but my brain is just like on slow motion, 
how are you dealing with your insomnia and what works and what doesn't what definitely works is exercise just being physically exhausted is enough to just knock me out but i remember when i was climbing regularly i was doing it like three four times a week i had no problems with insomnia at all basically just making sure that there's like where you sleep there shouldn't be anything to distract you or stimulate you like a tv your laptop your phones uh, what i also used to do before is i'd play music and i just trained myself to listen to a certain playlist before going to bed and i noticed that by a certain song i'm falling asleep anyway that's it hope that helps thanks guys okay yeah i'm i'm pretty speechless actually hearing that yeah that was pretty intense for mo she has i guess uh extreme case of what we're talking about because she has insomnia and definitely people who have chronic insomnia should probably get doctor's advice but there's still a lot of things to learn because um, a lot of the techniques that she elaborated to help with her insomnia are uh, things that can benefit other people um, who just have regular sleep issues We, I think we all know that sleep is important. Uh, but actually having lack of sleep can be incredibly dangerous. Um, there are studies that show that if you don't have good quality sleep and you don't have enough hours, your mind gets used to the concept of no sleep, but your body doesn't. So what happens is you think that you're functioning normally during the day, but you're actually not. So a lot of these people who are, get, are not getting good sleep, they get into uh, higher rates of car accidents, for example. They make more mistakes at work, but they still think they're functioning at 100%. Oh my God, that's yeah. so crazy. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I did see a study on that. Mm-hmm. Like daylight savings time. Oh, right. Yeah. Higher rate of car accidents. Yeah, when, when there's that shift, right? That's so crazy. I had no idea that it could be so impactful. Yeah. Do you have any personal experience of like, or things that make you not get to sleep? Okay, so I'm going to tell you my story. (laughs) It's so embarrassing. Oh my gosh. So um, I used to work in a hotel. And in that hotel that shall not be named... I um, I was really young when I was working there. So, you know, I wouldn't get enough sleep. I would go out and wouldn't get enough sleep the next day and barely able to function. And what I would do is I would fall asleep in the Bathroom. guest restroom. Mm-hmm. And there was one time I used to take power naps in there quite frequently, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I don't work there anymore, but... <laughs> Yeah, I used to take power naps there. And there was one time that a guest actually walked in and knocked on the cubicle door. <laughs> and I, I woke up and I was so startled. I kind of, I screamed. <laughs> so needless to say, I kind of just rushed out of there. Did you? So embarrassed. Did you see what the guest face was no, like? No, I didn't bother. So I, all, I, all I wanted to see is if that face resembled my boss's face. And thank God... <laughs> 
it was, it was no one guest. I knew. <laughs> so how about you? Do you have any personal experiences that you can share? For lack of sleep, yeah. Uh, back in college, I had to do a project, a group project. But it wasn't really a group project because I did all the work. I did all the work and I had to pull an all-nighter. And uh, my brother gave me something to stay awake, which oh. I think might be illegal now, but wasn't illegal then, which was some sort of fat Do burner. Tell. <laughs> yeah. Fat burner? Is that a code for something else? <laughs> <laughs> so this, whatever it was, well, it kept me awake the whole evening. I was able to finish the project. I turned it in. I got a good grade. Oh, good job. And, uh, Thanks to this mysterious fat burner. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't advise taking it because of what happened the rest of this day. So what happened was after I turned in that project, I, I played basketball with my friends during lunch break. And after lunch break, I just crashed so hard. I couldn't feel my body. I couldn't feel my legs. I couldn't think. I didn't know where I was. I... I had to get my friends to help me zombify walk myself back to my house. And it's a good thing at the time, my house was really near. <laughs> if not, I don't know what I would have done. And I couldn't go to any of my afternoon classes. And I slept until the next morning. That fat burner did you real good. <laughs> you know what you should have taken instead? Oh, yeah. Optimal supercharged <laughs> coffee. Hey, I know. I have to tell you the truth, okay? Like, Optimo, it actually keeps me up better than black coffee. Yeah, I agree. I actually use Optimo to keep me awake. Yeah, and I think that's because of the coconut sugar. It, it gives you, like, longer-lasting energy because it doesn't affect your blood sugar. So you don't crash. Oh, my God. Actually, sugar, sugar crash is really bad. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I think we should get into that in another episode. Yeah, that's true. There are things that do keep me awake in the evening because um, you're, you're supposed to have a regular sleep schedule. You're supposed to sleep at the same time every day and wake up at the same time every day. And this is like regardless of if it's the weekend or you're on vacation or holiday. Yeah, there are things that keep me up, though. So so maybe we could get into factors that may be disrupting your sleep. Yes, yes. Oh, shoot. We have to do question of the day. <laughs> okay, so the question episode of the day is... What's disrupting your sleep and how to fix it? You know what's disrupting my sleep? What's Tricking disrupting? YouTube and Netflix. Oh my gosh. I think they are the main culprits. Yes. I know I'm supposed to sleep around 10 30 or 11 p.m but but breaking bad too good <laughs> yeah you know it's like that it's like that thing like right you want to finish that episode and when you finish that episode it ends on a cliffhanger and you're like oh man no i just have to click the next episode right and the thing is if you don't click the next episode five seconds later it's still gonna play the worst thing what gets me is the teasers Sometimes oh, I try gracious. not to watch the teasers because it's like, oh my god, I have to click to the next episode. <laughs> yes. So, so I guess the best thing you can do there is turn off your phone or put it on airplane mode. That's a really good idea. And I also think that because for a lot of people, your phone 
represents your work also. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I know there are some people who can't turn off their phone because they're their on work call. Is, yeah, they're on call 24 hours. So of course, um, if they get that middle of the night email or message and they have to respond, sometimes they work with people abroad. Yeah, that was my life uh, a few years back. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. would get calls at like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. because of the difference in time zones. Right, right. And I, I'd, I'd wake up and I'd be like, hello? It depends on the lifestyle that you have, but it can be really difficult. Yeah, a lot of people suggest that you stop looking at your phone. How many minutes before? Is it minutes or hours? I think hours? it's like uh, one hour before. But for me, I usually do 30 minutes. I think that's very doable. 30 minutes you yeah. could do a lot of things in 30 minutes mm-hmm. that don't involve your phone or your laptop or tv mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah like uh, read a book but be careful of the book that you read because like harry potter man <laughs> yeah, yeah harry potter kept me awake the whole evening <laughs> the other thing that that does affect my sleep is uh like i know we're really into coffee but like i cannot drink coffee after 3 p.m because it does affect the quality of my sleep if i drink coffee after 3 p.m like they say uh caffeine has a six hour effect so six hours that long six hours so even though you can sleep on caffeine it does still affect the yeah it affects the quality of the sleep that you get you can sleep quickly but then uh you might still be groggy the next day and that's what that's really what happens to me so as much as possible i don't drink coffee past 3 p.m i drink something else if i'm sleepy uh, i drink uh, green tea another thing that my friend recommends that you drink since there is that whole caffeine thing that you have to take into consideration is decaf coffee mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah decaf coffee could work though sometimes decaf coffee it has a placebo effect on me oh how so I don't know. I just get more energized. <laughs> I think it's placebo. No, there still is caffeine in decaf coffee. Oh, did you okay. Know? I have no <laughs> idea. Since we're on the topic of food, there are two things that I read that actually help your sleep cycles. Okay, what's... Or what, help you two with your things, sleep. Two things that you ingest? Yes. Okay. Two vitamins. Oh, all right, all right, all right. What are these? So one is vitamin C and the other is magnesium. Okay. So both are really helpful and will aid in helping you get better sleep. Mm, so I, yeah, you can get vitamin C from oranges, um, yes. citrus fruits. And um, magnesium from like almonds, peanuts. And of course, there's a lot of other things that you can take to help you sleep. Like valerian root. Ah, uh, yeah, right. And melatonin. Yeah, and valerian root, let me tell you, it smells like wet dog. <laughs> the stuff is... It smells so bad. Yeah, yeah. But there are other substances, natural substances that can help relax you. So, chamomile. Yeah. I hear. Yeah. Chamomile. Chamomile tea, yeah. So, but I, I do know that melatonin is something that... Is it melatonin or melatonin? I think it, it depends. Okay. I'm not, I'm not I, exactly I no super sure. Um, I guess someone can tell us how, how it's supposed to be Please pronounced. Please tell us. <laughs> but you're supposed to take it like the same time every day because... It is a hormone that affects your sleep cycle. So it's best to take it at the same time every day. Oh, another important thing, if you can manage it, 
like I said, you have to sleep the same time and wake up the same time every day. That's because of your circadian rhythm. Circadian rhythm is um, basically it's like the body clock and it's run by the hypothalamus in your brain. It's like a 24-hour clock that determines when you're alert, when you're really sleepy. Let's say, for example, most people on average, they're generally more sleepy between 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. And then again, right after lunch between 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. So like that's part of the reason people get those like 3 p.m. slumps. Changes in the circadian rhythm. So for example, if you sleep in on the weekend or you wake up really early, those really do affect your sleep and it, it affects how you feel the next day. The general recommendation is like uh, sleep at 10, wake up at 5 or 6, something like that. But that, that of course depends on depends on you. It depends on the individual. Each each person is different. The timing of the sleep is actually uh, very important, which is why uh, people who have night shift jobs they get sick very quickly. Like their immune system is not that great. Even though they get like eight hours, nine hours of sleep, they're still putting their body at stress because they're not following their natural circadian rhythm. That's what I don't understand with doctors here in the Philippines. Like, yeah. how do they get... How do they function <laughs> with their shifts? <laughs> their shifts are crazy. And out of all people, the medical field would know that sleep is really important. So why would they subject their doctors... To, like, such to... terrible hours? Yeah. Actually, our our cousin, uh, Nicola, is a doctor. And if we can manage to get him on this podcast... We'll put him on now, I guess. So um, let's listen to what he has to say. Yes. Okay, can you introduce yourself first? Uh, hi, I'm Nicola Alampay, a second year emergency medicine resident. Okay, how many hours of sleep do you get based on your shift? When I'm not on duty, uh, I'm able to get around 8 hours of sleep. Would you recommend that as the normal amount of hours a normal person should sleep? <laughs> For a normal person, uh, yes, as long as they are able to work maybe 8 hours a day and then they have their evenings off. Uh, people who follow a regular schedule, 8 hours, 6 to 8 hours of sleep should be enough. Okay, so I understand that you have quite strenuous, like, working conditions in which you, you get you don't really get um, a substantial amount of sleep is that correct? Mm. sometimes my shift is 24 hours long we call that the duty days uh, that's around 7.30am to 7.30am the next day we do try to catch as much sleep as possible especially during the evening when the patient load is low but as long as there are patients coming in we have to be able to be awake, alert, and um, be able to manage them as properly as possible. Okay, but um, how does it affect you, the lack of sleep, since your shift is 24 hours? You really feel the difference during the latter parts. I mean, we're able to function. It's easier to function maybe uh, 6 p.m. to maybe 1 a.m. But personally, around 1 a.m. onwards, I really feel the, such a di big difference in my performance. I feel slower. I feel that 
I'm not as quick. You still have to force it. Like if something happens, if there's an emergency, if there's a patient that really needs us, then that's when the adrenaline kicks in. You feel awake. You feel like um, you don't need sleep. But that's just the adrenaline. Um, oh my god. So are there any uh, coping mechanisms that you use to kind of like keep you awake? Coffee. <laughs> lots and lots of coffee. Especially in the evening. Um, I usually drink one one cup of coffee midnight or similar hours. Keep myself awake, uh, keep myself alert. And coffee tastes good. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. So there's a few more factors that could be influencing your lack of sleep. And one of them is actually temperature. So, yes, this is so true. Yes. And maybe you could shed some light on your current sleeping conditions. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay, so I am really cheap. So I don't sleep with aircon. Also because my room, doesn't, it just doesn't have one. So right now, it's incredibly hot. It's like 40 degrees outside. And it's insane. Like, I, it's so hard for me to get to sleep. Wait one second. So it's 40 degrees outside? Yeah. Okay, the ideal temperature according to studies is around 20 degrees Celsius. Yes, yes. And and your body is supposed to uh, drop in temperature as you sleep. So usually around 2 or 3 a.m. in the morning is when your body temperature is at its lowest. I can't get to that temperature. <laughs> so there's like my technique now to get to sleep is I get a full body towel. I go to the shower. No. I, I put that towel and I wet I wet that thing, you know. I wet that bitch up and then I wring it out so it's damp and I use that as my blanket. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Wait, do you sleep naked too? Uh maybe. <laughs> oh, that's so crazy. When it comes to temperature and sleep, there was actually a study by Marcus Schmidt and uh, Noemi Komagata. I'm not really sure if I pronounce their names properly, but they are a group of scientists. To explain this, I have to explain the four stages of sleep. So the first three stages are called NREM sleep. So NREM means non-rapid eye movement. And the fourth stage of sleep is called REM sleep, rapid eye movement. Throughout the evening, you go through these four cycles over and over again. It takes about 90 minutes from the onset of sleep to get to REM sleep. So actually during NREM sleep, the first three stages, this is like the part of sleep. When you hit the third stage of sleep, that's when your body is like the most relaxed. Then you get to the fourth stage of sleep and all of a sudden, all of these things go back up. So your breathing and heart rate increases and your brain activity goes up almost as if you're awake. And the only thing that's, that remains low is like your muscles in your body. They're still super relaxed because of course you don't want your body to be moving during REM sleep because REM sleep is when you dream. You go through the cycles of NREM and REM sleep. You go through these stages of sleep over and over again. And what's supposed to happen is throughout the night, you're supposed to get longer amounts of REM sleep after each cycle. But REM sleep takes up a lot of energy. I mean, like, it takes up as much energy almost as if you're awake. 
your body might try to reduce energy in other parts of the body to shuffle it to the brain. This might include energy required for thermoregulation, like shivering when your body is cold or sweating when it's hot. And of course, if you're in a room that's like too hot or too cold, that's going to be a big problem if it can't regulate it. So there has to be a balance. Your body has to figure out what to do. And so what it does is it actually uh, limits the amount of REM sleep you get per cycle if your body finds it too hot or too cold. And the thing is, all stages of sleep are important, but REM sleep is particularly important because it's the time of sleep where you get the most memory, memory retention. It's the time of sleep where things are moved into the long-term memory in your brain. So if you don't get long enough REM sleep, that's going to affect a lot of things. It's not just your body temperature, but it's also the matches that counts. Yes, a huge trend right now are those foam mattresses, those foam toppers. It actually will prevent you from getting quality sleep because it traps the cool air in. Oh my goodness. You know, I've tried, um, you know that uh, Tempur-Pedic mattress? Tempra. Tempra, yeah. right? Tempur-Pedic. No, is that a medicine? <laughs> That's a medicine, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the, the, Tempur? Tempur-Pedic, yeah, whatever. Know. Anyway, um, those are supposed to be really comfortable. And for a lot of people they work right but for me i cannot sleep on any of those things because they're so hot but they're i know they're like cooling gel toppers also you can put on top of your mattress to cool you down and and banig is something that that that's surprisingly very cool to lie on right so maybe we could try that moving forward yeah banig mattress oh, oh there's a dog barking that's yeah. another thing Sound. Oh, sound. I don't really have a problem with that, I think. Yeah, sound. Because there does... are some people that listen to music to help them sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it depends. Um, but I think it's more of uh, sound interruptions. You're sleeping and then all of a sudden your phone rings. That does affect your sleep because like, you could be in the middle of your um, sleep cycle. And right before deep sleep, all of a sudden you're snapped out of it right um and it's so hard to get back to deep sleep it takes maybe like i don't i think it's like two to four hours oh. yeah um so that's something though it's weird because there are some people who are so used to sound also like there are people who they can't sleep unless the television is on yeah, <laughs> yeah. but can you explain the whole white noise thing because a lot of people use that to fall asleep ah oh, yeah yeah i've heard about that i'm not i'm not I've never used white noise, but I do hear people um, use white noise to get to sleep. So it's like just an ambient noise. Yeah, and it's such a big trend that they're they're even installing it in hotel rooms. Mm. Mm. So are there any other factors that affect your sleep? Light. Oh, okay, yes. Right, yeah. like, like... That's so true. Blue light specifically affects your sleep. So blue light is light that's, that emanates from your laptop or your cell phone, which is why they have these, like, some cell phones now have this blue light filter. Or you can get these glasses that, like, block out blue light. The blue light, it tricks your brain into thinking it's daytime. That's why I think a lot of people suggest not to use any gadgets uh, an, hour, an hour before your bedtime. So what could they do within that one hour of 
not using their phone. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that up to your imagination. <laughs> you know, is this podcast PG 13? There's lots of things that you can do, guys and gals. <laughs> yes. So, okay, so here's a tip that you can do. Maybe I can't do because it's very hard for me. Which, what's this? <laughs> But this was um, this is based on a study by the Appalachian State University. Okay. And what they did was they studied the timing of your exercise and how it would influence your sleep. So in that study, during the first phase, they had people exercise at 7 a.m. That's really early for exercise, but they had people do it. And then on the next phase, they had people exercise at 1 p.m. And then lastly, 7 p.m. At the end of the study, they found that the people who exercised at 7 a.m. tended to sleep longer and have more efficient sleep cycles. And that's because exercising in the morning, it actually helps balance your cortisol levels. Mm, okay, so cortisol is the hormone that also affects your stress. And it, it helps... It, It helps you release energy, from mm. my understanding. Mm, okay, um, that's interesting. I I actually have like a opposite effect. I have tried exercising both in the morning and the in in the evening. So, and I find that if I have regular exercise, I actually work better if I exercise in the evening. But of course, this depends totally on you. Like, it, yeah, because I think with all of these tips, everyone is different. So you kind of have to. You know, experiment and then see what works for you. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like I know there are people who they find that exercising during their lunch break is the best for them. During their lunch break. Yeah, yeah. So they they usually they get like a quick thirty minute or forty minute exercise during their lunch break. Hmm, interesting. For me, because I don't know when I do fun runs and stuff, I usually have more energy throughout the day. But I don't think I have enough discipline to actually like exercise before I don't know before six. <laughs> right? I don't know. I don't know if I could do that. It's it's difficult, especially in this country, because you know where where you're in traffic for like three hours and in like, oh my getting God. to work. Wait, I know what our next episode should be. What? How to deal with traffic <laughs> without killing anyone? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would definitely make you very oh unproductive. <laughs> You'd be in jail. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna leave you with that. And if you have anything that you want us to talk about, please message us on our Instagram at Optimo Podcast. Yeah. Um, so even if you have recommendations on podcast topics or questions on this podcast, just um, message us there. And uh, we actually just started a Patreon. You can check us out on Patreon.com/optimal if you want to support. We will see you in the next episode. Thank you for joining us, and please subscribe. Peace out. Sleep. Sleep. Sleep.